We have the most wonderful leadership team. But uh, in that, let me just rave about the, the worship for a little bit. I was just overwhelmed this morning. I am most of the time. Uh, and it's, I realized as we were away that you can often get used to something and then you take it for granted. And we visited a number of churches when we were away and it just wasn't the same. <laughs> and so we are grateful. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, the team. Thanks, Jesus. We just honor him. Uh, he's, he's pretty amazing. So we had a great time. We're just a little bit uh, still dealing with jet lag and travel lag and all that kind of stuff. Mary was up very early at 2.30 this morning praying. <laughs> we had a, a very great day today because we get to uh, be sending Lance and Christine and the team that will be planting Southland's Lighthouse Church. Uh, they'll be beginning next week. They're going to beat us. Uh, having said that, because we're delayed for a week, we didn't have a roster for setup here for next week. And so can I just ask some of you, just come early, help us, because uh, I got really tired putting up all the chairs and stuff this morning. And so, I, yeah, just help, help out the old guy, will you? So some of you who can come. Uh, but I wanted to speak to Southlands Lighthouse Church and to Redemption Hills Church this morning. You know, they say that uh, <clears throat> when you're building, builders tell me that you focus on the foundations when you're building a new building or when you're going to expand or enlarge an existing building. And I think both of those apply to us. And so whether you're part of Southland Lighthouse and are going to be going there and starting a new building or whether you're part of Redemption Hills, I want to revisit foundations. I felt uh, as I was in the States and praying for this time to take just a couple week break from the focus we've been on, which is growing in faith. I loved listening to the, uh, the sermons. Uh, we are really blessed. Uh, just incredible. But uh, take a little break and revisit foundations, because sometimes it's, we just need to be reminded of some of those things, okay? Are you with me? We need to pray. I'm going to ask you to pray for me with uh, jet lag and sleeping and everything else. Huh? <laughs> I always need the, uh, the anointing of God, but I probably need it more today than most days, so that at least what I say makes sense. You guys are so gracious that you're going to sit here for the next half hour, whether it makes any sense or not, uh, but it would be nice if it made some sense, right? Lord, thank you. You guys pray. Pray out loud and pray for me. Lord, thank you for your anointing. Thank you for your presence. Thank you that you're supernatural and that as we, our desire is to magnify you. Holy Spirit, you enable us and empower us for that. We open our hearts to you, Holy Spirit, to speak to us today. In Jesus' name, amen. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to uh, 1 Corinthians. I was going to start in chapter 3, but as often happens with a teacher, you can't start. Yeah, it goes back to the one before and the one before and the one before. So uh, Genesis 1, 1. No. 
Verse 14 of uh, 1 Corinthians 2. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. For their foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they're spiritually discerned. He's just making a distinction between natural and spiritual. And we talked about that in the past, but uh, just a reminder, because that's the foundation that he goes on and, and speaks in chapter 3. And I want to read chapter 3 from verse 1 to verse 15. And I, brethren, cannot speak to you as to spiritual people, but as to carnal or natural, as to babes in Christ. I fed you with milk and not with solid food, for until now you were not able to receive it. And even now you're still not able. For you are still carnal or worldly or natural. For where there are envy, strife, divisions among you, are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? For when one says, I'm of a Paul, another, I'm of Apollos, are you not carnal? Who then is Paul and who is Apollos? But ministers through whom you believed as the Lord gave to each one. I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then neither, neither he who plants is anything or he who waters, but God who gives the increase. Now he who plants and he who waters are one, and each one will receive his own reward according to his own labor. For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field. You're God's building. According to the grace of God given to me, as a wise master builder, I've laid the foundation. And anyone and another builds on it. But let each take heed how he builds on it. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Christ Jesus. You wonder why we focus so much on Christ Jesus as we worship, because that's the foundation. Now, if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become clear for the day will declare it because it will be revealed by fire, and the, the uh, fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. What he's saying there is we don't actually know. If anyone's work which he has built on it endures, he'll receive reward. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss. But he himself will be saved, yet it's through fire. I want to make a couple of points for you this morning in foundation. First is stating the obvious, Jesus is the foundation. We know that, but we need to be reminded that it's so easy for us to get shifted onto something else. For Southlands Lighthouse, for Redemption Hills Church, as we move forward, we have to constantly be restrengthening the foundation refocusing on the foundation. Make sure that it's not undermined. Make sure we don't lose it. Jesus is the foundation. Ephesians 2, verse 20 to 22, simply says, having them been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom the whole building being fitted together grows into a holy temple whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. 
just a, stating the obvious, but back over to 1 Corinthians 3, there's something that's inherent there, and that is this, that God has some expectations of us. His first expectation is that we grow and mature. That's his expectation. That we don't remain babes or infants. There's a number of scriptures in the Bible that refer to that. But uh, Ephesians chapter 4 says the same thing, just so you know there's not just one place. Verse 14 We should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men and the cunning uh, craftiness of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love, grow up into all things unto him who is the head, Christ Jesus. And one more in that second Peter chapter two and verse two, he says this, as newborn babes, Desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. God expects us to grow. Let me say this. It's okay to act like an infant if you're an infant. (laughs) But there's something wrong if you keep acting like an infant when you should be grown up. Mary and I have three boys. They're adults now, but they were infants once. And you know what infants are like? Those of you who have kids, you understand. Infants really can do nothing. Nothing for themselves. They need others to care for them, to do for them. They can't feed themselves. They can't dress themselves. They can't do anything. They need some help. But as our boys grew up, they became boys. And they learned to do some things for themselves. I was so thrilled when they learned to tie their shoes. Three boys. At one point, we got them uh, shoes with Velcro closures. But uh, pretty soon, they're learning. Pretty soon, they're, they're learning to do things for themselves. But as they grow, they get, go beyond that. They begin to learn to do things for others. It's one thing for a child to be able to take his plate from the table. But as he grows, pretty soon he can help others. He can actually take their plates. He can actually do some chores. He can keep his room neat, but he can also learn to take out the trash. There is something of growing, and it becomes beyond just caring for ourselves, but we begin to care for others. And then as they progressed, they became adults. What happened when they became adults? Not only were they able to care for themselves and others, but they were able to reproduce. God has an expectation that we grow. As adults, they were able to carry weight. They're uh, bigger and stronger than me. They thought they were when they were young adults. Teenagers, they weren't, but they thought they were, and they had to learn, but now they are, and I just do whatever they say. (laughs) God's expectation is that we mature. Let me ask you, are you carrying weight? 
Are you contributing? Are you serving? Are you giving? Are you praying? Or are you still an infant? It's like someone else does that for me. I'm going to complain if the chairs aren't set up right, but I'm not going to be here to set them up. Uh oh. Those of you, I'm meddling. Southland Lighthouse, God's called you to plant a church. And those of you who are going, He's chosen you because you're mature to carry weight. Okay, enough meddling. Second expectation is that God expects us to be equipment or instruments in his hand so that he can use us. Apollos, I planted, but Apollos watered. There's something of God wanting to use us. He gives the increase, but he uses us. It's hard for us to comprehend. Why does God need us? I could give you a whole theological argument about that biblically, but the bottom line is that he chooses to partner with us. He expects us to be equipment that he can use. Everyone has a part. Steve's sermon last week, all the different groups in Romans 16 that God uses. Everyone, no matter what your part is, if you're an instrument in his hand, he's the master, then he gets glory. There's no comparison. I planted, Apollo's watered. Planting's more important than watering. No, watering's more important. Doesn't matter if you plant, but if there's no water, it doesn't, doesn't bear fruit. Just the opposite. You can plant and you can water, but it's God who causes it to grow. Amen? You still with me. Each of us has a part. But in that, while we have the incredible privilege of partnering with him, he always gets the glory. Let me read you a story. In a major German city, maybe Berlin, and very likely in early 1930s, a prominent Jewish violinist was to perform at the local concert hall. But in anticipation of his performance, this is Germany in the 1930s, a critic for the city's Nazi-dominated newspaper reminded everyone that this violinist wasn't as deserving of his reputation as some had suggested. When he finishes his performance, the critic suggested, our applause will be less for his skill than for the Stradivarius instrument on which he plays. It's the, it's the excellence of the violin will be cheering, not the man playing it. And so it was, as the performance came to its end, the applause was thunderous. But everyone, including the violinist, knew how ambiguous its meaning had become. That's when the violinist walked over 
to a nearby chair, violently smashing the violin against the chair's back and held up the splintered remains for all to see. You can imagine everyone gasped. Then he walked quietly to the edge of the stage, opened a case that no one had noticed, and took out the Stradivarius everyone thought until then that he had been playing. The encore he played for his undeserving audience will never be forgotten. If we're not careful, we end up applauding the instrument and not the master. We start looking at people. We start looking at natural. We start saying, this is because of them. It's the instrument. So capable. And then we turn that around and we say, I'm not a Stradivarius, therefore the master can't play me. And it's just the opposite. How often do we listen to people and we, get, we become their champions, not recognizing that it's the grace of God that he can use any one of us. It's the master. Psalm 115, verse 1. It's in my Bible somewhere. It's on the screen behind me already, isn't it? Oh, good. Thanks, Tony. It says this, not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name, give glory. He brings the increase, he gets the glory. No matter how he uses us, and he wants to, he gets the glory. One of his challenges is that we don't ever touch his glory. I'm excited this morning to see kingdom multiplication. It's an answer to prayer, not only for them, but for us. I came here believing that God wanted to impact this whole island, and part of that is multiplication. It's an answer to prayer. It's a kingdom advancement. But let's never forget, it's God that does it. Whether we're building a new church or whether we're expanding and enlarging the church that is Redemption City Church, Redemption Hills Church as we move to the ark, it's not the building, it's God who gives the increase. As we move to the ark, it is an answer to prayer, a blessing of God, but it's not the ark. It's the master. Let's make sure we keep applauding the master and not the instrument, even if it's us that he chooses to use. Let me ask you, are you growing? Are you building for eternity? Let each one take care how he builds. Let me tell you, we're all building. But are we building for eternity? Are we building for something temporal? See, if we 
Don't recognize the difference between the natural and the spiritual. If our eyes get focused on the natural, we miss the, the reality that some of the things that we do are a means to an end. They're not the end in themselves. If God's given you a business, we want God's blessing and favor on you, but it's for the sake of the kingdom that you have it. It's not for the sake of a comfortable lifestyle. That's natural. Now I'm really meddling, aren't I? It's so easy for us to get our eyes off the goal, honoring Jesus and extending his kingdom. And sometimes the things that he gives us, the blessings that he gives us, become the things that hinder us. I'll leave it there before I get into more trouble. We're celebrating kingdom multiplication today. We're celebrating the uh, team that will be part of planning a new church. I want to just affirm you all in your approach in this, because we asked you a number of weeks ago to pray and seek God, and believing that we could actually trust the Holy Spirit. I want to affirm Lance and Christine and their heart attitude and their integrity and how they've approached this. I want to affirm those who will be going with them, but all of us, because we're doing something that most of us haven't seen before, a positive multiplication rather than a split. And so we're going to pray for these guys. I'm going to ask Lance and Christine and Joanne Kohler and uh, Rosie and Simon you guys will come and just stand here in the front. I'm going to ask you to stand here in front of the, the platform here simply because we're going to have some people gather around and pray for you. Wanted to be taller than that. That's why I'm no. <laughs> Acts chapter 13. From verse 2. As they were ministering to the Lord or worshiping and fast and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I've called them. Then having fasted and prayed, they laid hands on them and sent them away. So being sent out by the Holy Spirit, they went to do what God had called. God's called these guys. We haven't. He has. And we're just joining together to send them to do what he's called them to do. Let me remind you of something I said a number of weeks ago. Southland Lighthouse Church is not a daughter church of Redemption Hills Church. It's not a little church. It's not a little as far as being less mature. It's not a, a, a something that is second class. When 
Jesus puts his, the candlestick on something, it's a church. It's not a site of Redemption Hills. We don't see that in the Bible. It's a church. It's, at this point, these guys and a few others that God's adding. But they, they need prayer, just like every church. Why are they doing this? Because the Holy Spirit's called them. We didn't call them. As much as we've prayed to see kingdom multiplication, we're very much aware that I can't call someone else to lead a church. Only the Holy Spirit can. And so with that in mind, we're going to just follow the, the pattern of Scripture, which is they prayed for him, and they sent him to do what God had called them to do. And so uh, we're going to do that. Mary has a couple of scriptures to share. Some of the rest of you might. If God's given you something and you don't have a chance to share it, would you write it down and give it to them? Uh, I'm going to let her do that before we actually, because I want to get uh, some of the leadership team up and just gather around and pray for these guys. Um, I just have been praying for you guys a lot, and I saw a picture of you, especially you two, but all of you, and you had, um, what do you call it, a headlamp on your heads. You know what that is? Like the torch that you wear on your head. Oh, well, you won't need what I got you then, because I actually got you one. <laughs> but it's a reminder. <laughs> yeah, obviously, you know, I feel like the Lord's saying you're going to bring light in a lot of dark places and to a lot of people who are in darkness. And he's commissioning you for that. Um, the other thing that I, I asked God, don't you have a scripture for them? And immediately I got Psalm um, 119, verse 105, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Good. And again, the same psalm, verse 160, the entirety of your word is truth. And I just felt an encouragement in God that you build on the word and on the spirit and that you'll be strong in the word and that that'll be your protection It'll show you where to step next <laughs> and looking down the path where you're going. So bless you guys. Wonderful. Can I ask you all if you'd stand, if you're able to, and some of our leadership team, would you just come gather around these guys as we just pray? Yeah, if you guys would step forward just a little bit so people could get on either side of you. If you would join with us, would you just kind of stretch out your hand toward them and we'll uh, just lay hands on them and pray. Lord, we just acknowledge that these guys are moving in obedience, in courage, in faith, uh, into a situation that you've called them. And Lord, we just simply say that we trust you. We trust your spirit. We trust your anointing. And we just agree with your word that says, well, you said set aside for them for the work which I've called them. Lord, we're sending them. We're setting them aside and sending them for your work. And Father, we're so grateful.
for kingdom multiplication. We're so grateful for Lance and Christine and their uh, diligence to leave a huge hole here, but the kingdom will progress. And so we thank you for their uh, heart, their character, uh, their, their desire to, to be obedient and to serve you. Lord, thank you for the example that all of them are to us. Uh, that as we continue to walk in obedience, as we continue to, to hear your voice, you have new adventures and new things for us. Thank you, Holy One. Thank you, Lord. Pour your anointing upon them. Empower them. Protect them. Provide for them. And Father, for Southland Lighthouse Church, as it's started, that it would be exactly what its name is, a light. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Holy One. Anyone else wanting to... I see um, Lance and Christine being there, and it's like uh, you're a warrior. You're both warriors, and like you've got your little loin cloths and all on, <laughs> and you've got your spear here, and in the middle there's a lion, and the lion's sitting there with you, and I believe that that's Jesus, and He's there with you. Father, I just thank you for the, uh, the amazing role models that these guys have been in this church. Father, they have incredible integrity that we have seen and we acknowledge that, that it's from you and um, we just want to honour them. And Lord, and, and the team that they're taking with them, um, we see that integrity as well. And we thank you, Lord. We know that they are solid in you. And we know that you have good works planned for them. And we bless them, Lord, in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you that this uh, church is going to be a place where your spirit dwells. Um, God, I pray that um, Holy Spirit-inspired and uh, intimate worship would rise to you. Uh, I just want to thank you, Lord, particularly for Joe, And uh, just affirm... Her um, call in Jesus to um, draw people into your presence, to facilitate that happening, God. And um, as she's been with us um, and in our team, I was just, I had so much gratitude for her humility, her desire, and her intimacy to pursue you with everything that she has. It's challenged us, and God, I pray that it will challenge people in the future. Lord, I ask that Southland Lighthouse would be a place where. Jesus is glorified and worship uh, like a sweet smelling incense rises to you Lord um, and thank you for calling them all but uh, thank you for calling Joe to support what it is that you want to do in this place and we release her as we release them all Lord to do incredible things 
because you are incredible, Lord. We give you praise, Lord. Lord, we just thank you for this church's heart, for those that are broken, addicted, caught up in just the difficulties of life and sin, those who have not a lot, for the young people that um, feel lost and needing your help and guidance, Lord, all those that are going to come just to the doorsteps of this church and the Inner city, Lord, we just pray for a great transformation in their lives. That it will be a place where those that are dead find life. Life in you. Thank you for their love for these people. And may that just be a blessing on the church as they care for those who just need you so much. We pray this in your name. Amen. I see a picture of this massive heart over the pair of you and your team. It extends out even to the city and further, further out. And the heart is white and it's the father heart of God. And I believe the Lord is saying that you two have ministered to many people that are broken and God's going to give you many, many more opportunities. And I see these broken hearts, all these bits and pieces outside. But as you minister to them and as you speak words of life and love them, they're going to be healed and they're going to come to Jesus and there's going to be much multiplication. Uh, there's a scripture, I think it's in uh, Proverbs somewhere, it says, um, ask the Lord, ask the Lord to bless your plans and you will be successful in carrying them out. So, Father, we ask, we come before you today uh, as an assembly, uh, as your people, and Father, we ask for your bless, you bless their plans. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Even as we uh, pray for these guys, we recognize that you've called them. But Lord, we applaud you as the master, the violinist that can use even an inferior instrument, as all of us are. We applaud you, and we lift you up, and we acknowledge that you're the one who is the supernatural and gives the increase. Thank you, Lord. Pour your blessing upon them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Mary's got something. I don't have the... <laughs>